One of my favorite sayings is that we run towards the things which we fear most because therein lies our liberation. I also think that before we can do that, we must gather courage to look at the shackles which have held us back for so long. Today on this podcast, I'm going to be sharing one of my shackles that have really kept me from walking, from running to the full depths of my capacity. And I share this very open and vulnerably with you. And I'm grateful and I'm just going to mahalo those of you that are going to stick around for the end, knowing that this is an episode done in love, done in sisterhood. And I hope that it serves you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Beyond the Reef Podcast with me, Uilani Tevanga. Are you an ambitious, goal-getting woman yet often feel depleted, sometimes even numb? Are you chasing success yet deeply desiring significance? Do you feel you're walking a tightrope of too much or not enough? From a young age, success meant safety, so I always achieved, but it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. Couldn't stop running. I feared one day if I stopped, it would all fall apart. Spoiler, it all fell apart anyway. In my darkest space, I went inward. I found the truth, my truth. I got to meet myself for the first time, to let go of shame and heal so I could help others in a deeper way. Imagine if you were able to unlock abundance from within that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify who you already are through magnetic embodiment, emotional mastery, tapping into your intuition, and reclamation of pleasure. Oh yeah, we're going there. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. want to talk about the idea of worth. And when I talk about worth, I'm not talking about that you are worthy. I want to share some experiences that taught me that in order to be worthy, I had to earn my way to worth. I had to source worth by abiding by rules, regulations, and quote-unquote standards in order to be deemed worthy. Yes, I'm going to be talking about my religious conditioning. And while I'm not fully ready to unpack where I'm at and what I'm learning, I am still navigating all of this. And the reason that I share this is not because I'm some kind of trauma expert, but I do informed trauma work especially with women. And majority of the women that I have worked with, stepped in with, have so much pressure put on them by religious entities. Does it mean, and this is the question, Uilani, do you believe in God? And I do. And the way in which I worship Him is completely different from the way that I was raised to. And that is seems like you're just a walking conflict. And yes, yes I am. 
I am a walking conflict to the entities that have taught us to source our worth and our belonging and our love outside of ourselves. It's a journey that I'm on. And I'm so grateful for those of you that are, allow the grace, right? We talk about grace in religion. The grace to go on this path, to go on this journey, to be a part of this unraveling. And it is a lifetime of unraveling. If it's a lifetime of conditioning, it's a lifetime of unraveling. Now, when I share these things, I don't share them to mock. I don't share them to make wrong. I share them from a perspective that helps me make sense of why there was a disconnect with my worth and belonging for so long. And so I want to just share with you that I won't be sharing what church I grew up in, but many of you, as I've shared on social media or in my podcast, can kind of guess where I've, you know, where I've kind of been raised. Now, I'm not ready to fully share that there was maybe just one thing that led to us leaving our religion, but it was a series. And now, even now stepping away, even more so as I'm unraveling, realizing almost like what a trance and a dream-like state I was living in my entire life. And how, you know, we, we start this conditioning maybe out of love, but then we wrap so tightly and grip so tightly to the fear. And we think that healing, love, worth is linear. When I mean linear, it's if you do this, then this will happen. I would go to early morning Bible studies every morning during high school before, you know, that most teenagers are sleeping. I was raised to go and study. And, and I remember my teacher and I loved her. And with all the love she, she gave to us, it was ingrained that there are a certain set of standards and rules that you must abide by in order to earn your worth, in order to make it to heaven, in order to make it to the best of the best. You need to be obedient and you need to follow the rules and the rules are what will set you free and keep you safe and the rules are there for you, for you, for you. And all of these things I accepted and ingrained and, and, and fully like, if you, know, if you know nothing else, you believe only this. If you are raised in a tribe and everyone is speaking, everyone is dressing, everyone is acting, everyone moves the same, how will you know anything else, right? You only start to believe that this is the only way to exist, and then the awakening happens. And it might be through a big life event. It might be someone coming into your life and bringing you a new perspective. And therein comes the conflict. For my entire life, I just thought that this is the way to be. This is the way to behave. This is the only way to live and be happy. And poor thing, everybody else that doesn't know this, doesn't believe like I do, doesn't dress like we do, doesn't talk and live. And that's why your life is so hard. So I understand now on the opposite side of things where people judge me on the outside of religion because I'm no longer living as the tribe does. I've become my own tribal leader. And leaders truly lead themselves first. 
So I speak with this very lightly and yet at the same time, I cannot give a fuck. I can't give a fuck what comes out of my mouth if I'm or in order to be true to this. There is something more potent and powerful right now pulling in the lives of so many women and that is beyond the need to be liked and accepted and it is the grounding power of being authentic and true to self and it is so powerful because it has taken a lifetime to get to this place even if I felt like I was wronged or hurt or even my voice shakes as I'm sharing this because it really is like trauma. Even if I felt like it was an entire lifetimes of things that you know, weren't all bad but so much as I'm waking up to was wrong, I will still make it light and comfortable so I do not offend others even if others offended me. And I can't do that anymore. And it's important to be witnessed in this and to share this. As the circle gets smaller, the depth gets greater. And so many of you that I have talked to, especially recently, have this inner conflict with wanting to go bigger, wanting to be more alive in your body, wanting to speak your truth. And because of your good girl conditioning, which most of it comes through religious conditioning, you are at war with yourself. And I know this feeling. I know that the conditions in which were set for us were almost unattainable because it taught us to forget being human. It told us to leave our desires, that the desires were evil and wrong. It taught us to never touch our body, which our bodies are the wisdom of the planet. When we say divine, religious entities will look at that as, well, you're trying to be like God and you're not. And in the same breath say, well, you are like God, made in the image of him. So here we are finding ourselves in this clash. And what is so interesting about this clash is that's when it starts to create confusion. And we start to be at war with ourselves. And here's where I want to share my own experience. Okay, and this is my own experience. I am not trying to shame or come from a place of hate. But I do no longer accept women sourcing their worth by being obedient to rules and regulations created by man. And that is where the separation happened for me. Because when I look at God, and I had to do so much therapy and energy healing around this work, I remember telling you know, my energy healer about, well, I can't think like this. Why am I feeling like this? I don't know if I believe 
you know, everything I'm supposed to believe. But if I don't believe it, then I'm going to go to hell. What a way to think. I couldn't make love to the fullest extent. I couldn't parent to the fullest extent. I couldn't show up in my life to the fullest extent because good girls don't speak out. Good girls don't swear. Good girls don't touch their body. Good girls have sex with their spouses, but it's never for themselves. It's only truly to please the man. Make the babies. Keep the relationship alive. But bridle your passion, right? Make sure you're not going too dark and too deep. And yet, there's so much conflict that comes because even in my own bed, in my own heart, in my own body, I was at war with myself. Is this too much? Am I going to hell? Am I going to have to go see my leaders? There's always this conflict of like, am I a whore? Because I like to think about sensuality. I better cover up. I don't want men to look at me to think I'm like this. I mean, there was just like constant battles and a lifetime of self-judgment perpetuated by other members of the religion to keep me in line. Now, I want to talk about that, keeping me in line. So when I talk about rewiring my own worth and why I think this is an important conversation is because it doesn't have to be for you, but I'm telling you, this is the conversations I'm hearing from so many of you that grew up in a religious household. When I was a teenager, the church that I went to would have church dances. And you're thinking like, oh my gosh, this is so this is such a little thing. But it's an example that came up for me recently when I was talking with my husband because I have a, a teenager and she absolutely loves to dance as I did, right? It's just the feminine way when the music is good and the beats are sick, you're just about to get down and it feels freaking freeing. Like it feels so good. And each time... As I, I've, I have been unraveling with my own children, right? Unraveling from this faith that I was so strict with them. My daughter always reminds me, whoa, mom, a year ago, you would have never been okay with this. Whoa, mom, a year ago, you would have never said that. A year ago, and I'm like, I know. We're doing this together. This work of unraveling and teaching her to that it's safe to trust her own desires and her, and that's the word desire, that I speak over and over again because it is the way that I find safety because that word desire was also taught as it was like a carnal thing, that it was heva, that it was wrong, that it was lustful. And I want to share with you that so because I have my teenager, you know, at, at that age, when I was a teenager, we'd, we'd have these church dances now, in order, and so it's a church dance, right? So it would probably be in a gym. There was a very, very, very strict dance code. The music always had to be screened. I remember I was even on a planning committee at one point, and we sat in a room. There's probably like five teenagers and 20 adults, and we went down the entire list for the three and a half hour dance. Every single song. And even the one song of like, red, red wine, you know, you remember that song? Someone was like, that's promoting alcohol. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, we need to keep the lights on because that's where the Lord lives. And like all this, every person I felt like every adult in the room, especially the women, 
we're trying to prove to our, you know, leader, our big leader, can't even say who that is, um, how righteous and what a rule follower she was, you know? Speaking that her mind, speaking all the women in the room, and it's like a core memory of mine because I can see myself sitting in this office in the church, sitting in a room full of women who were trying to show their allegiance by keeping the youth in check. We want to keep them safe and on the right path and on the holy path. And like, here we are as youth, could have gone out to the clubs, could have gone out to partying, you know, on the beach, drinking and whatever. But here we are choosing to follow the church and come to a church dance, which we already know was going to be super G-rated. And even that was not enough. Even that came with so much judgment and so many red tape areas, okay? So, you know, the women continued, and I remember raising my hand, always been a freaking rebel. Raising my hand, I'm saying, oh my gosh, like, at least we're not going to a club. It's just, it's just a song. And man, if I just did not get the lecture and get shamed in front of every single person in that room, and I was like, you know what, fine, I'm not going to say anything, like, whatever, when I used to go to these church dances, I would have these women come up to me, and I did a really funny reel recently, but um, women come up to me and they would yank my skirt, like literally strangers tug on my clothes, like touch my body. If I was slow dancing, they would, you know, do weird things like putting a Bible and another book in in between us to make sure like the spirit lives there, even if it wasn't like doing anything you know, but it was just always trying to make sure that the girls knew their place, that the girls were in line, that the girls were not looking like whores and hoochie mamas and I'm literally rather church dance, okay? So in order to go to this dance, you would have to get a worthiness card. I'm going to call it that, a dance card, but for me, it is a worthiness card and I was sharing this, you know, story with my teenager I was like, this is what, if we were still in the church, this is what you'd be having to do. So we would get these cards and we would have to go to an office on our own time, be pulled out of class or come after school or at nighttime and sit with a man, okay? And sit across the table from a man, not uncommon, right, in religions. And the man would have to ask us questions, are you living a true and chaste and virtuous life? AKA, are you having sex? Are you touching your body? Are you doing drugs? Are you like just going down the gamut? Who this person, now that I'm a parent and now that I have stepped away from everything, seems insane to me. <laughs> we were taught to have allegiance to entities through men who were chosen to deem us worthy in order to use our bodies and our expression. Okay, I, I really just, that was like such a big aha moment for me recently. I was like, I, I, I want to talk about this. Because we're so fixated, right, in, in today's world of how can I feel worthy and yet we didn't pinpoint where does the disconnect actually happen? Where did I stop feeling worthy? For me, one of those ways 
was by me having to earn a card. And you might be thinking, well, what's the big deal? You could literally just ask them, you know, it's just a card. They're not trying to do anything to you. And in hindsight, you're like, yeah, it seems pretty simple. It seems pretty straightforward. Like they're just asking me. But it's not no permission slip like how you get when you're going to a school function when you're like, I just need the parents to know that nothing's going to happen and you're going to, you know, not get crazy, not going to bring in substances, boom, done, here, you can enter. Who cares who signs it? No, it has to be by an authority. It had to be by a man, never a woman saying, will you abide by the rules? Making sure your skirt better be touching your knees. Don't even try to come in here if your shoulders are showing, right? We don't want to give boys the wrong idea. And so once you pledge that you are going to be holy and true and show up in basically your church clothes to your church dance, now you are safe to enter and now you can go and have fun, okay? All right. And when I think on this, as a parent now, number one, I don't want her in a room with a man she doesn't know number two it teaches her to have to explain herself number three i would not as a mom of a teenage girl have her answer to anyone questions about what she does with her body and number four how insane is this stepping away now right seemed fine and normal because that's what everybody does you just kind of conform to the to how things go i wouldn't be okay with anybody giving me permission to use my body to express and dance and have a good time who gives anybody that right but that is part these are the ways in which i sourced my worth outside of myself this is the conditioning in which i thought in order to be worthy i need to be good i need to be clean but the crazy thing was i was clean i am clean i'm a clean vessel and me following rules never equated to my worth If I was taught that I am a child of God, then God loves me and God is here for me. And this is the thing that I heard over and again, and yet I fought with myself over and again. But sourcing worth from external things that we do affects every single area of your life. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, How dare you speak out against this? And oh, I get it, sis. It was years to get to this place. I used to get on the stand and I used to testify about people that left and oh, their souls are racked with torment and shame and they'll never return and they're in dark clouds and dark rivers and dark places and dark buildings and I I get the whole fucking thing and the reason why I say fuck is because that's the only thing that I can really put behind to the level of I no longer subscribe to the fear I believe that God is love 
I believe that he truly does love me. And when I look at my own husband and the way in which he loves our children, I only know that that is the kind of godly love that I will always honor and always pray to and always worship in my own soul. But I will never look at my husband and say, did you make sure that your daughter is good enough in order for you to love her? Did you make sure that you were telling her what to do and not to do with her body? And I'm not talking about just being safe. I'm not saying like, you know, let your child just do whatever. No. What I'm talking about is putting other people in the path to feeling whole. We were taught basically from the get-go that you are broken and you are carnal and you are lustful and we need to fix you and the order way to fix you is you need to follow these rules and ask anyone that is in a, a, a religion like I was the amount of pressure the amount of confusion no matter if they say but I just believe and I know and I know and I know and I know and for them at that level of conscious and for people that truly wholeheartedly believe that that is the truth and the only truth and that's the that's the one thing that I can never get on board ever again is that there is only one truth I will no longer source worth from outside of myself if I am divine then I source my worth from the divine not from other entities, especially man-made entities that have placed themselves in charge of telling me if I have earned it or not. I hope this made sense, but I also don't really care if it fully landed yet. This is an episode of sharing. This is an episode of even if my voice is shaking, my body feels like this was time to share. There is some of you, one of you even, that this was for because it didn't leave me. And that's how the sisterhood works. That's how the divine feminine works. And yet we say, you can't. You can't because you don't know inspiration if you're not living in accordance to all the laws and you don't have revelation and and all whatever 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 there's a there's a person who speaks for you on behalf of god and i no longer subscribe to that because i believe that god speaks with me and i co-create with him i get to you you get to i get to fix these stories but there's nothing to really fix it's important just to be witness and to ask ourselves is this true for me if no longer, it's time to unhook from these. It's time to take that dance card, rip it up, give it back, throw it in the rubbish. Energetically, that is what I have had to do. Because that was not the only card I had to apply for. <laughs> Making sure I was not a carnal whore, right? I had to make sure so many other times that I paid my way, paid my dues, you know, repented of the things that were so natural to, to the human experience, go through this dark of night, sitting in, you know, 
disfellowship you're not allowed to pray you're not allowed to be a part of things like it's just so deep right the ways in which we had we ended up self-punishing our own selves beyond what was done to us and there's so many conflicting things and I don't want to talk about all of that right now but in rewiring worth this is everything everything that I desire for this podcast to be my work to be that your worth is truly divine not divine by a set of rules but divine because you are a life giver because you are wahine because you are a child of the divine and that worth is infinite that worth is limitless and so when we're saying things like, you know, my self-worth and my net and all this different stuff, like you are truly limitless in what you can create. And in order for us to, again, remember these things, it's important to go back to these moments where there was a disconnect and a shut off, this flow that was just so natural in our life and where children come in and just, I'm free to exist and to live and to love and to play and explore gets cut off and trampled on and conditioned to fit into a narrative and a belief system that is never truly for the woman to thrive. It is for the man to come in and lead and take over and like we're, you know, everything in in religions like the ones I was in bow down to your husband you know it it just starts so early and so the work that I do a part of the work that I do is just honestly not to convince anyone that's not my job it's really to share my truth and whether that you know has me lose more and more people if I don't lose myself again I know that I'm on the right path And so with all my love, if you have made it this far, thank you. Thank you for sharing in this very, very vulnerable space. I do know that there are a lot more episodes when it comes to unraveling from religion that are going to come through because it is so much around why we don't trust our intuition, why we don't take the leaps that we need to. And then also the good things that came from being a part of religion and what it did teach me and why I will never hate it, but I will call out the things that broke the trust within myself. So again, I am so grateful. So much love, my sis. And I would love to hear your thoughts. If you are wanting to have this conversation safely, I invite you to email me. I invite you to DM me on Instagram because this, I know, is not a topic that many people are willing to talk about, right? But So just know that you are safe to be seen. You are safe to be witnessed. And as a sisterhood, I don't take that word lightly. I believe that just you sharing your mana'o, sharing your story is healing enough because many, many times, that's all we needed. 
We just needed to be heard. We just needed to be witnessed so we can move on from these things that have held us back for so long. This is why Beyond the Reef has gotten deeper. This is part of the reason why I'm willing to do things that most people are not willing to do because although it's not going to gain me so much popularity and maybe it's not going to be so mainstream, the depth in which it helps us close these patterns and these loops finally the depth in which we start to see quote-unquote success and I'm not just talking about in you know your income or your business because that is amazing success that you start to see in yourself in really loving yourself and knowing your worth and being unshakable in that that is more powerful for me and that is why I will continue to share and do the work that I do so all my love my sis and I will see you on the next episode I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your teachers out there sis do me a favor screenshot post and tag me on Instagram so I can stop your profile and we can connect more there's so much goodness coming your way so don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you left a 5 star review so we can grow this space for our community. Mahalo for being here. Now get out and